You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You know, I know that we're just, uh, this show's kind of new. And uh, back when I was on Herman Cain uh, filling in for him, he had all these great uh, benchmarks like, you know, news nuggets. And, uh, well, that's, uh, oh, rapid fire. That was not great. Rapid fire. My kids still run around talking about rapid fire. They miss it. But, uh, you know, I thought I should probably come up with some benchmarks of my own. And after watching the Donald Trump press conference yesterday, I'm sorry, the Donald Trump immigration meeting slash press conference, uh, I thought I should come up with a new one. What the heck Wednesday? Especially when I heard him say this. If we do this properly, DACA. You're not so far away from comprehensive immigration reform. And if you want to take it that further step, I'll take the heat. I don't care. I'll take the heat. I don't care. Take it the further step. Comprehensive immigration reform or the further step. What is that further step? What will it mean for dreamers? What will it mean for immigration reform? What will it mean to Donald Trump's base, those voters who who put him into office uh, at the promise of comprehensive immigration packages, including a wall, including deportation, including the end to chain migration and including the end to uh, DACA and uh, and amnesty for illegals? Uh, hey, it's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me on What the Heck Wednesday. I'm going to have a sweeper made. I'm going to have a, uh, hey, Shaney B. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, that's, no, he's not, he, he can't hear me. Uh, but we'll get that in. Before we get into all that, by the way, and if you, have, if you have information, if you have opinions, there's two ways to share them with the show. The first is old school. Kick it, uh, kick it old school on the phone, 340-1045. Or new school, download our mobile app, News 1045 WOKV, available at the Google Play Store, available on iTunes. Send us an open mic message, and you can get right on the air. We got a ton of open mic messages, none of them yet about immigration, a lot of them ab- about something happening here locally in Florida. And that is a new uh, proposal by Republican Representative Clay Yarborough, which would require Floridians to prove that they have read a marriage guide, a marriage guide before they are granted a marriage license. So basically what happens is if you want to get married in the state of Florida, you have to not only read the guide, then somehow verify that you've read it, sign off on it, and then and only then will you be granted a license to get married in the Sunshine State. This is in the wake of sexual harassment uh, charges and all kinds of public affairs that have wreaked havoc among state lawmakers, not just here in Jacksonville and or not just here in Florida, but rather all around all around the country and all through Congress. And this is Representative uh, Clay Yarborough's way of saying, hey, you know, we could maybe cut down, can't can't get rid of all the problems in marriage. You know, rest, I've tried. There's just some problems that, you know, you never, never can't get rid of. But he wants to come up with a guide to a healthy marriage bill. And what happens is it would prohibit couples from getting a marriage license until they verify they've read the new Florida guide to a healthy marriage. Uh, Yarbrough says the statistics have been staggering over the years for divorces and uh, the subsequent subsequent problems that go along with them, like children that don't have families or families that are put together. The bill said the guide would be written by a panel of six marriage and family advocates appointed by the governor, the Senate president and the Speaker of the House. Now, 
<laughs> I don't I don't know about the marriage guide. I don't know what's going to go in it. I don't know who these experts are. I don't know how you create, uh, you know, somebody who who's substantial enough to know what to do in every situation in marriage. But we open this up to you and we, you let us know what you thought about this via the open mic feature. I think the marriage guide requirements a great idea. With so many children being brought up in broken homes today, this may be the only objective and valuable piece of information they may read on the important subject of marriage. You know, and I, that, that guy thinks it's a great idea. You know, fantastic. Good for him. I see it as kind of like my employee manual. You know, when I got hired here, I was like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, they handed me this huge binder and they said, read this. It's your employee manual. And I was like, okay. And then like three years later, I did something bad and they hauled me into the office and said, you can't do that. And I go, says who? And they go, it's clearly written in your employee manual. Did you not read it? And then, of course, I was like, I mean, I didn't. Does anyone? Really? But this way, uh, apparently there's a test or something because they're going to have to verify that you read the guide before you even uh, get your marriage license. Got some people on the other side of the aisle. The marriage guide. I don't know about that. Isn't that kind of like reading a book on how to raise a baby? I mean, they do have books on raising babies and they do come in pretty handy. They tell you about swaddling and they tell you about, you know, nap schedules and they tell you what to do when they're teething. And man, and we have two kids and I, my wife and I never would have gotten through them without the, the raising the baby guide. The marriage guide is totally different. Now, that's something I'll be honest with you. There are times when I wish I had some kind of guidebook to tell me what to do. Like, you know, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, oh, my God, what do I do? I just said, what do you want for dinner? And now she's crying and saying I never loved her. And there's nowhere to go. You can't Google, you know, what's going on with my wife. Uh, you know, how do I get out of this situation? What's the right answer? You know, why is she throwing uh, my stuff out the window again? Th there are things that men just don't understand about marriage. Um, I don't know that a guide's going to help, but potentially it could. I think the day that you sign your marriage license, you should also sign your divorce papers while y'all are still in love and everything can be civil. Now, this guy has a completely negative outlook on marriage. He's basically saying, when you go to get married, just go ahead and sign your divorce papers and make arrangements for divorce so that if things go, go wrong, you've already, you've already figured out you know, how you're going to split everything up. You've already figured out uh, the division of assets, uh, child, you know, any custody and stuff like that while you still love each other. Not a horrible idea, but it does also kind of set you up, set you up for failure. Regarding this uh, Florida marriage handbook, there already is one called the Five. And if more people would read it, I bet their marriages might last a lot longer. You know, that's that's something I hadn't thought of either. Is that the Bible is a marriage guide, and if you you know if you read the Bible, then that just kind of typically would give you an idea of how to treat each other. If you're that you know that's a great that's something I should look into. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe next time, maybe next time my wife and I get into a fight, I'll just look at her and say, uh, amen, ha hallelujah. <laughs> 340 that's the number. Here's what I want to know. Do you agree with Representative Clay Yarborough? Should people be uh, required to read, verify that they've read, and then sign that they've read this marriage guide before they're granted a uh, license to marry, to uh, wed in the state of Florida. Nate in Jacksonville. Hey, Nate, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I don't think it's such a bad idea for people to have read a marriage guide, uh, although I'm sure there'll be a lot of politics involved in how to write such a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but better idea, in my opinion, would be to get government out of marriage entirely. Um, Government 
he, you know, invented the whole idea of marriage licenses by 100, 150 years ago with the aim of keeping certain races apart, uh, keeping different people they didn't desire to have producing children apart. Um, also, I think, yeah, minorities, they didn't, or not minorities, but um, what do you call it, young, young people, uh, what, do you, what, are, what are juveniles, because you had a problem with like 16-year-olds wanting to get married, and they're like, we can't have any of that. Well, I mean, for 10,000 years, marriage was under the purview and strictly under the purview of whatever religious affiliation people were, and it still is in thousands and thousands of areas around the world. You know, it, there isn't you go into the jungles of uh, Peru or Brazil, they don't offer a marriage certificate. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's 100% right. Married. Don't forget, yeah. though, the, don't forget the other big aspect of why they created marriage licenses, and that was as a source of revenue. Because right. if, if the more somebody wants something, the more they're willing to pay for it. So if you really want to get married, you'll drop 25 bucks or 50 bucks. I don't even know how much it is. To get. When I got married, uh, and I didn't get married in the state of Florida. I got married in the state of South Carolina. And when I got married, it was $25 for the marriage license, and you had to wait 24 hours. So it, when you went in to get your marriage license, you, and if anyone knows the current laws in Florida, uh, give me a buzz, 340-1045. But you, you, we, washed, we showed up in South Carolina. We went down and said, we want to get married. They said, okay, fill out these papers, give us a check, come back in 24 hours, 24 hours. And if you still want to get married, you can have your license. And in 24 hours, we didn't hate each other. So we got married. Uh, you know, it took several years for us to really get uh, to, it, it, never mind, 340-1045. But you're right, there's, there's all sorts of reasons for the government to get involved. And, of course, this might be another reason for the government not to get involved. This is Bill checking in from NAS Jax. Hi, Bill. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just wonderful. That marriage guide is already written. It's very short and sweet. It's got one page. It's for the guy. Yes, dear. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy wife, happy life. That is that is the if you understand that and you pay twenty five bucks, uh, you should be able you should be able to get married in the uh, in the state of Florida. Hey, thanks so much for the thanks so much for the call. This is Elizabeth in Jacksonville. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Uh, doing great. So, Representative Clay Yarborough from Jacksonville says, "Hey, we uh, want to we want to have what we call the Florida Guide to a Healthy Marriage Bill." And that is where couples who want to get a marriage license in the state of Florida need to verify that they've already read a guide for a healthy marriage. What do you think of that? I think it's completely inconvenient. I think that the government already messes with our lives and that they shouldn't be involved much more than anything else. I think that the only thing that you need to do is look at the Bible and pray and constantly read the Bible for marriage guidance. That is the only thing because without God in your marriage, you can't get through it at all. You know, it's kind of like driving, too. Hey, thanks so much for your call, too. They, you know, if you want to get a license, you have to read the manual. You have to take a test, and you have to prove that you, you know what you're doing behind the wheel of a car. And, you know, people don't really have a qualm with that. I don't think there's anyone that's like, hell no, we don't need no driver's settle. Give me my license. Let me go out there and hit the road. I think people, you know, need to demonstrate some skill when operating a motor vehicle. And maybe operating, you know, maybe demonstrating skill when operating a marriage <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't drink and wed that kind of stuff. Three four zero one zero four five. This is Jim in Jacksonville. How are you, Jim? Hello. Hey, Jim. What do you want to say about? Uh, oh, oh, you know what? Hold yeah. on, Jim. Hold on. I got to pop you back on hold. I went. went out. The time is flying uh, by, just like my marriage. Sixteen years. Wait, yeah, sixteen years or seventeen this year. Holy cow. I'm getting old. 340-1045. You can also drop me an open mic. 
using the News 104.5 WOKV app. Jim, hang tight. We're going to get to you here in just a minute. Andrew, hang tight. We're going to get to you here in just a minute. Everyone else hanging on the line, hang tight. We're going to get to you here in just a minute. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. It was a very busy day for the Trump administration yesterday. Drilling around the coast of Florida was taken off the table by the uh, Secretary of the Interior. And uh, amnesty for dreamers was apparently put on the table by the President of the United States himself. We're going to talk about both of those here in just a minute. But first, we got a ton of people calling in about this uh, this marriage requirement. you got to read this marriage guide, Guide for a Healthy and Happy Marriage. You've got to verify that you've read it, which I mean, I'm assuming includes some kind of testing. And then and only then will you be granted a marriage license in the state of Florida. That's what Clay Yarborough wants. Uh, 3401045. You think that's a good idea or just another uh, example of the government putting its nose where it don't belong? Jim in Jacksonville. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you, Jim? Good, um, Mark. Thank you for taking the call. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. I, I think um, my comment about Clay Yarborough's guide is that I think it can't hurt when we see the divorce rates that we have. I did want to make a point that... I'd like to use as an example the Catholic Church. I can't say what other churches do, but in the Catholic Church, you have to inform the priest and come to the office and set a wedding date six to eight months oh, yeah. in advance of when you want to get married. And the purpose of that, and I can tell you this, I'm 70-something years old. Yeah. So back in, back in my day, you kind of got the license and you got married and, you know, you figured, well, you're going to do it like your parents. So I think that the program is tremendous. And I've known many young couples who said... At the end of the program, they almost had the feeling that they're trying to talk out of getting married. And to a certain extent, that's half of it, right? In other words, they, they like you might made a comment a little while Yeah, ago. no, you're absolutely right. Well, and, the, and I'm Catholic myself, and the Catholic Church does do a lot of counseling. You have to meet weekly with the priest, and you have to make sure... That uh, you know, you know what the, what's expected of you, not just as not just as a husband and as a wife, but as a Catholic married couple. And they also have, you know, they also have, uh, you know, retreats and and programs throughout your marriage, even when you're not a, a newlywed anymore. So you're right. It, you know, when you look at the when you look at the biblical or the uh, or the religious aspect of it, and I'm sure other religions do it as well. Uh, they already have that kind of a system set in place. So then why would you need the government to do it too? Hey, thanks so much for calling. By the way, when my wife and I got married, because we called the I called the Catholic Church and I said, hey, we're going to get married. And they passed me through to one of the nuns who said, we need to send you some information. And I said, great. So I gave her my uh, information. And then she said, and the brides, uh, I'll send that to you. She goes, and what's the bride's address? And I go, oh, it's the same address. Because we were, you know, we were conserving at the time, and uh, and you never want to tell a nun that you and your girlfriend are living together <laughs> before it didn't end. They kind of, they, it was a much longer conversation with her than I'd hoped. And needless to say, we've been happily married now uh, for 17 years, and that's really all all that matters. Three four zero one zero four five. Rick in Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, there. hey, Rick. I'm against having that marriage bill. I for several reasons. Number one, if you let the government in anything, they'll incrementalize, just like abortion, and pretty soon it'll turn into a, a great big process. Like there's going to be a guide if you want to have a kid, right? That's going to be the next thing. You got it. Another thing is, who are these legislators? Half of them are cheating on their wives or having affairs. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, and that's, <laughs> you know, and that is the irony. Hey, thanks so much for calling. You're, that's the irony. The reason this is coming up is because there have been so many affairs and high-profile scandals that they want to make sure everybody knows what it takes to have a happy, healthy, and, uh, you know, I guess, moral-style marriage. <laughs> the reason they're doing it is because the legislators can't seem to figure it out on their own terms. 3401045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up on News 1045 WOKV.
If we do this properly, DACA, you're not so far away from comprehensive immigration reform. And if you want to take it that further step, I'll take the heat. I don't care. What exactly does he mean by taking the heat? He doesn't care. Well, we're going to get into that here in just a minute. But first, uh, Tony's been waiting very patiently. So is Andrew. Andrew from Jacksonville. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say about this marriage guide requirement that uh, Clay Yarborough is trying to get uh, passed through uh, Congress? Hi, this is Andrew. Uh, I, I don't support it. I, I have a different outlook on marriage. Okay. My, my idea is to treat it more like a five-year lease. Treat it like a five-year lease. You have to renew it every five years because people change. <laughs> like, like, like when you all, drive, you drive the car for five years, and if you feel like you know it doesn't really suit your needs anymore, it's got too many miles on it, you go in and get a new one. But, but you spell it all out ahead of time, like one of your earlier callers said. You spell it all out ahead of time. If you decide not to renew the lease, who gets the house? Who gets the cars? Who right. gets the kids and so on and so forth. How many more? Uh, you know, how many ten cents um, over miles do you have to pay? I get it. that's a good point. That's an interesting. That's an interesting point. Add Tony from Jacksonville. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great, Tony. What do you want to say? Well, I just wanted to say that it costs us a lot in divorce. It costs society a lot. You have children without parents. You have people having to respond to, you know, domestic violence and the different things that go on. I think we should come up with something uh, along the lines that if you get a divorce and it's determined that it's just because you don't like the other person or you're not getting along, that it should cost you more money. Uh, let's put it this way, maybe come up with an income tax or, or, you know, an increase in taxes for people who are divorced. Or how about this, have uh, uh, employers give, give an incentive to hire married people something of that name. I mean, now you're just opening up a whole uh, whole different can of worms. <laughs> Incentives to hire married people. I'll tell you what, a lot of employers don't like to hire married people because what they want is they want people that are going to be giving their full attention to their job and they don't want people that are going to be demanding salary increases and bonuses because they have kids they have to feed. Uh, but, you know, I mean, again, a great point. Hey, thank, uh, thanks so much for the call. Uh, 340-1045. Uh, i got a couple more open mics on the subject. I mean, what's this marriage pamphlet going to say don't cheat on wife don't cheat on husband don't spend money crazy like that's also a good point I'm not nearly as worried about marriage but people should be screened to have and raise children see the problem with that is you don't really need anything to you can't really stop people from having children you know, uh, the marriage license, you you can actually, you know, go say, hey, you have to come down here and get a license uh, before you get married. But with kids, all you need is, you know, a, a six pack of beer in like seven free minutes. Really less than that, uh, depending on how many beers you've had. 340-1045 uh, is the number if you want to get into it. Uh, 340-1045. Or you can just uh, go to our News 1045 WOKV mobile app and send us a, an open mic like this guy. Well. The reason that we don't need to read a book about marriage and prove that we read it and take a test or whatever else the ridiculous thing they want is I can't drive my marriage through a bus stop and kill a bunch of people. Well, that is that is true. Thank God for that. Uh, I think what they're worried about more is that you're going to just kill each other, which is, you know, how un unfortunately a lot of marriages either they on the brink or uh, or, you know, someone just takes it too far. Uh, all right. So speaking, speaking of taking it too far, let's get into this Trump meeting yesterday, because this is this is something that is huge. And I was uh, you know going back and forth with Jamie Dupree trying to get his take. And and a lot of people look at this as, a, as in, in a different way. If you're a Democrat, 
you're going to look at this as, wow, Donald Trump is no longer the crazed lunatic that we all thought he was. In fact, Wolf Blitzer was on CNN and he was praising Donald Trump, talking about how great it was that Donald Trump allowed the cameras into the meeting. He was thanking White House correspondents for their uh, White House uh, you know, communications directors for saying thank you for letting us see this. He was praising Trump for being open and listening uh, to what the other side had to say. He was praising Trump for being open to ideas and even saying this crazy thing. If we do this properly, DACA, you're not so far away from comprehensive immigration reform. And if you want to take it that further step, I'll take the heat. I don't care. Yeah, I'll take the heat. I don't care. Now, Republicans seemed very upset by this and very, uh, you know, they, they were they were left in the lurch by what President uh, Trump said. They were talking about how, you know, when you say something like even further than comprehensive reform, even when you say comprehensive reform, what that means is some kind of path to amnesty or citizenship for illegal immigrants, especially the dreamers, the dreamers who, uh, you know, a lot of people, they tug on the heartstrings saying these kids had no idea what was happening to them. They were babies. They were children for crying out loud. They had no say in this. They didn't claw and fight and you know get their their uh, their bodies across the border by breaking the laws of the United States. I mean, no, they had they were just babies. Well, this is now where you're going to see the negotiations come into place. Uh, you know, the, the the this one phrase in particular that keeps getting replayed over and over again. That's where the issue is going to be. Donald Trump still contends that he wants funding for the law or for the wall, and that he won't sign any law that doesn't have it. Donald Trump, Donald Trump uh, still contends that he, we need tougher border security and no law uh, that he, uh, will, uh, he will sign no law that doesn't include that. However, he did also say, I'll sign whatever you send me. So now we have to figure out what's going on here. Is Donald Trump just putting on a show for the Democrats? Is he trying to reach across the aisle? Is he becoming a liberal? Has he been one all along? Was he lying to his base to get elected? Is he turning on his base? Is he forgetting the one big promise that he made at every single rally he held all throughout 2016, all throughout the campaign? The one key issue, the cornerstone of his entire presidency, building the wall, reforming immigration. Border security. That's what got him into the White House. Why now is he sitting there and kowtowing to what a lot of people say are unrealistic liberal demands that are not going to keep us safer? Now, I was listening to Russia yesterday because he was on right after this meeting ended. And he said he feels like this is just this is just a front. This is a way for Donald Trump to throw, uh, you know, throw the spotlight off of the fire and fury Trump. Off of the fake news Trump that the media it keeps trying to portray him by having a meeting that is civil and that is that is bipartisan by having a meeting where you invite lawmakers from both sides to sit down with you and then you invite the press in and you put on a show and you put on for 55 minutes the Donald Trump presidency show. I mean, that's what it was like. Donald Trump was out. You know what he looked like? He looked like the West Wing. It looked like this thing was perfectly scripted. He didn't misspeak at all. He didn't lose his temper. He had great ideas. He was asked questions. He had brilliant retorts. He asked brilliant questions and got great answers. He was never disruptive. He never seemed like he was off his rocker. He remembered all the words to the, 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 uh, the, state, the, um, what do you call the, uh, see, I can't even think of the song you sing, the national anthem, you know, the one I'm talking about. And at the end of the day, he put on what people claim was an incredible show. And Russia's contention was it was that. 
It was to show people that Donald Trump is in control, that he's not a mental case, and that everything in this Fire and the Fury book, everything that, that Breitbart uh, chief or former chief Steve Bannon has said, all that was just hogwash. And that Donald Trump was putting on this show to calm everybody down, to get the spotlight off of fire and fury, and to make everybody realize that not only is he the president of the United States, but he is, uh, has the mental wherewithal to be, to be president of the United States and to do the job that he was elected to do. And he's going to do it. Now, the good thing about Donald Trump is when he negotiates, he has a certain rhythm. He has a certain pattern. And we've seen it from the get-go. We've seen it with every single negotiation ever. The first thing he does is he makes a big, bold, brash, blanket statement. We're building a wall and Mexico will pay for it. We're going to build a wall. There will be a big, beautiful wall. The wall just got 10 feet high. You remember the wall. Everybody knows about the wall. That was his big, here's what we're doing. The goal is this. That's how he starts every one of his negotiations. Then he has a meeting. He calls some people in. We saw him when he did it with Chuck Schumer and Diane, uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, he did like six months, four months ago. They had dinner at the White House and they all talked about it. And everyone came back and was like, wow, this is great. The president's open to a DACA conversation. And then what happened? As soon as they left, he started tweeting, I want to make clear, I said there would be no DACA without the wall. There must be funding for border security. The two must go hand in hand. And it appears that's what he did yesterday. Only instead of just having dinner with two Democrats, he had a meeting with a whole bunch of them and a whole bunch of Republicans. And he said, hey, it's in your court. You guys figure it out. I'll sign whatever you want. <laughs> then he went back to his office and started tweeting. And I guarantee that that's not the last you're going to hear about this. There'll be more of the walking back. There'll be more of the, hey, here's our big goal. Now we're all going to sit down at the table and somewhere between the two, between me hearing everything that you want and you hearing everything that I want, we're going to come up with some kind of agreement that, it, that is at least partially beneficial to both of us. Part of a wall, down payment for a wall, you know, $8 billion instead of $18 billion, whatever it's going to take to start, that's where we're going to start. And I think, and I think that that uh, I think that 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 Rush was right. I think Jamie Dupree was right. This was a way for Donald Trump to say, "I am the president. I don't want anyone to forget it." Now, if you're part of his base, you may be panicking. You may be thinking to yourself, "OMG, what is happening? Oh my God! I did, what, what happened to the Donald Trump that I voted for? Where did he go?" You may be thinking that. I know a lot of people are. I, I went on Facebook yesterday. A lot of people are saying if this wall doesn't get built, if that amnesty bill goes through, if Donald Trump sits down and actually negotiates and puts together a plan with the Democrats, he's toast. He's done in four years, three years. He'll never get anything done. He won't get reelected. Which side of the wall are you on? Three four zero ninety five ninety five. Do you believe that's true? Or do you believe this is all uh, just to... to, to I guess, put out the fire and the fury for the next few days. 340-1045. We're going to take a quick break. we got some of your phone calls, some of your open mic messages coming up. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. Welcome to What the Hell Wednesday. If we do this properly, DACA, you're not so far away from comprehensive immigration reform. And if you want to take it that further step, I'll take the heat. I don't care. Wait, 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 wait. What, what the hell did he... 
<laughs> that's that's what we call it. What the, we're going to get a sweeper for that. That's, that's going to be a thing. 340-9595. This is Bill in Jacksonville. Bill, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What do you think about Donald Trump's comments in this whole 55-minute televised meeting that seemed very calm, cool, and collected on everyone's uh, fronts? What, what I actually saw or what it came across to me was that there were Americans who were working on a situation or a problem that needed to be addressed. It's probably the first time I have seen that in years that I can remember. <laughs> yeah. And it and it almost and I hate I don't want to sound funny with this, but it kind of made me fat proud to be an American. Yeah. Because it was one where first of all I'm not I'm not necessarily a real staunch Republican, but I am certainly I you know I've been to the yeah, I've been to the things where Donald Trump was up there speaking and all that, and I wear my Donald Trump hat out once in a while um, because I believe in what he's trying to do. Yesterday, what I saw was I saw people who were actually sitting down and talking and who actually it came across that they were going to attempt to resolve a situation. You know, you bring up an excellent point here, Bill. You bring up an excellent point about American politics. Here we are. For uh, you know, several minutes on this show and several hours on network television, including CNN and Fox, and on talk radio yesterday and Twitter and Facebook, here we are, all of us, just enthralled by this 55-minute meeting, which seemed like what a political meeting should be like. But politics on both sides has, I guess, you gotten so crazy and so vitriolic that when we see it, we're not really sure what it is. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? You've got people actually having a conversation, and you've got a president who's in charge, a president who's leading a very uh, bipartisan conversation with people on both sides of the aisle, and, it, and it's televised, and nobody's yelling, and nobody's screaming and nobody's calling anybody a name what this is this isn't politics <laughs> that's that's an interesting point you know when you when you've never seen something like that it it uh it could make it seem a little bizarre mike from i-95 how are you i'm good how are you doing doing great mike what do you want to say i think building the wall is a waste i think we just need to get our military and put some landmines out there and be done with it so some landmines yeah good luck getting funding for that man it's tough enough getting funding for a wall for a wall. Hey, thanks so uh, thanks so much for calling. We got one open mic here. I'll play. Hey, Mark K. This is Eddie from Tulsa, Oklahoma. My question is: Why are the Democrats so interested in creating more dreamers by not enforcing our borders? Ah, uh, Eddie from Tulsa, Oklahoma. First of all, thanks for listening. I'm big in Tulsa. I wish I were big in Jacksonville. Uh, they're not interested in calling in creating new dreamers. They're interested in creating new voters. Uh, because if they grant amnesty to dreamers. Guess which party they're going to vote for in the next election or whenever they turn 18. Anyway, that music means I got a bolt, but we'll be back tomorrow with more. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. Thanks for listening. See ya. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.